0: gentlemen, welcome aboard. This is The Voice of One, The Voo, episode 97. Your voice of one for Monday, April 19, year of our Lord 2021. Yeah, that's right. We're at episode 97. <laughs> Who would have ever thunk it? I mean, we're three episodes away from the century mark. So thanks so much to each of you for listening to The Voo, for sharing it when you can. And uh, it's been a great ride. I'm contemplating, once we get to 100, uh, having a, a slight change of format, still just contemplating that, and we'll cross that bridge when we get there, as they say, but I'll keep you posted on uh, what, the, what the plan might be. But for now, we've got 97, 98, 99, and 100 to go before any change, and so here we are on 97. Woody Cumbie here, your host, bringing you the Trumparilla blend of coffee, current events, faith, and FSU sports. Yeah, that's right. You heard it correctly. Trumparilla. <laughs> I don't know if you saw this, but yeah, there was a boat parade in Tampa on Saturday that was like one of those Trump boat parade things where hundreds of boats come out and they've all got the American flag and Trump flags and... Uh, yeah, right side broadcasting covered it, and there's YouTube videos you can find it. Um, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about the, from back in the campaign season. I'm talking about two days ago on April 17. This happened, April 17, 2021, the Trumparilla boat parade, and uh, yeah, I mean here here's the backstory. Here's the backstory. Now, if you're from the Tampa area, you know that there is an annual event called the Gasparilla Pirate Fest. And that includes uh, a parade, uh, a land parade uh, in Tampa, pirate theme uh, thing. It's kind of, it's, it's I wouldn't call it, uh, uh, they have beads and stuff kind of like a Mardi Gras. They have, you might call it kind of a Mardi Gras with a pirate theme. Uh, so there's all of that, there's a festivity, all kind of people come in, but there's all kind of boats as well, and boat parade, and all that kind of stuff, it's a very festive thing. Well, and, and as part of it, the uh, pirate ship comes in, and the, the uh, pirates demand from the mayor the, the keys of the city, and the mayor hands over the keys, I mean, there's a whole festive thing. And um, it's got major sponsorship, I mean, Chick-fil-A uh, sponsors it, uh, other people Uh, sponsor it. So, but anyway, in February, um, the mayor announced that uh, they had been in collaboration with the people who are the uh, organizers of the parade uh, and the sponsors, and they had just decided it was best for the community health to cancel it for this year. Now, it was scheduled for April 17, Saturday, two days ago. But back in February, they decided they were going to cancel it because of COVID. Now, now here's the thing, though. Um, the Nevertheless, um, the, they still had a Tampa officially sanctioned parade, including boat parade, uh, for the Super Bowl winning bucks. You might remember, right, the picture of of uh, Tom Brady on the boat, and he throws the Super Bowl trophy from one boat to another, right? And you remember that. And but not only that, they also um, Tampa also won the Stanley Cup, and so there was also a, a parade, boat parade, and and other festivities uh, celebrating the Stanley Cup, but. They never got around to saying, oh, by the way, we've changed our mind. We are going to do the Gasparilla. So um, the young Republicans and some others in that area said, well, we're just going to have our own parade, our own boat boat parade (laughs) on April 17, uh, and we're going to have a celebration anyway. So that's what happened. That's why it was called Trumparilla. And uh, (laughs) anyway, it it was a big hit. On uh, on last Saturday, so the uh, uh, the Trump train is alive and well, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, now, speaking of the Sunshine State, the um, the conservative governor uh, actually praised by Bill Maher. <laughs> no, that's true. No, I'm talking about the the you know the liberal late night host. Um, yeah, he he actually he actually praised Desantis uh, for the the approach that they've taken and staying open as much as possible and making schools open and all those kind of things, and uh, and then he also took time to criticize those who are on the left. Now we're talking about Bill Maher, right? Criticizing those who are on the left as it relates to COVID. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you've heard the word woke. Well, there's also the word awakened. Now, if you're on the left, if you get your eyes open, so to speak, to a leftist agenda, that's called being woke. But if you wake up to reality, that's called being awakened. (laughs) And so Bill Maher is is actually showing signs of being awakened because uh, he recognizes uh, you know, what's been going on. Now, I'll bring you a headline, and I'll bring you a little bit of audio as well. Here's a headline from uh, Fox News. This was by Joseph uh, Wolfson on uh, a date that I can't see, but the within uh, two days ago. But here's the, uh, here's the headline. It says, Amar uh, praises DeSantis, knocks Como, liberal media for getting COVID wrong. Those are just the facts, end quote. And the story goes on to to quote what it was he said, but I want you to actually hear part of what Bill Maher said in a closing monologue in which he took it to the left-wing media for their COVID uh, overhype, all right? Uh, Take a listen.
1: But what about liberals? You know, the the high-information-by-the-science-people? In a recent Gallup survey, Democrats did much worse than Republicans in getting the right answer to the fundamental question, what are the chances that someone who gets COVID will need to be hospitalized? The answer is between 1 and 5 percent. 41 percent of Democrats thought it was over 50 percent! Another 28% put the chances at 20 to 49. So almost 70% of Democrats are wildly off on this key question and also have a greatly exaggerated view of the danger of COVID-2 and the mortality rate among children. All of which explains why today the states with the highest share of schools that are still closed are all blue states. So if the right-wing media bubble has to own things like climate change denial, shouldn't liberal media have to answer for, how did your audience wind up believing such a bunch of crap about COVID? (laughs) Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) Bill Maher, he's taking it to the left. You know, it's really true. I mean, they are slowly but surely, uh, even left-wing spokespeople, are beginning to wake up that look we fanned this flame long enough we got done what we wanted to get done we vilified Donald Trump we beat him over the head 24-7 we used we used COVID as part of it uh we hurt the economy on purpose just to hurt Trump and we've done all that but guys look. Biden has been inaugurated our team is in place uh it's time to come to our senses And even those on the left are beginning to see it, beginning to admit it. And now we got things like Project Veritas bringing to the front uh, these uh, video captures of people who are involved in CNN talking about how they deliberately went after Trump or they deliberately hyped COVID uh, night after night. It's all been a spin, the biggest spin in the world, and the left has swallowed it hook, line, and sinker. But finally, there are some people on the left who are kind of beginning to speak up. Primarily, they're speaking up for the purpose of being heard among their peers that, guys, it's time to end this thing and reel it in. All right, now... Folks, um, I'm going to be back in just a moment. We have four segments uh, tonight, and that is uh, it's Woke and Broke, Woke and Rome, Taking It to the Streets, and Flying Pyramids. All that in just a moment. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody, to segments one and two, which are Woke and Broke and Woke in Rome. All right, let's start with Woke and Broke. Yeah, there's the saying that says, go woke, go broke. Yeah, well, it's really happening in pro sports. I bring you these stories uh, from Fox News reporting on the collapse in favorability of both the NBA and now Major League Baseball. We'll start with the NBA. Uh, I bring you this uh, headline from yesterday. Uh, Warner Todd Huston wrote this article. The headline is, Panic Time, NBA Fast Approaching Historic Rating Lows. Here's a couple paragraphs. The NBA, the National Basketball Association, has suffered another ratings disaster with ABC falling 45% since the 2011-12 season, while TNT was down 40% and ESPN was off 20%. This ratings tumble is nothing new, granted. The past two NBA Finals have each fallen one over the other, with last year's down 50% uh, 51% to an all-time low for the championships. The worst was the final game, off nearly 70% year after year. Uh, Now, so far, the average viewership for the league's games is only 2.83 million, according to The Athletic. For comparison, recent episodes of the NBC uh, crime drama The Blacklist average about 3.3 million viewers, while one of ABC's biggest shows, medical drama The Good Doctor, averages just over 4 million Historically, sports out-earns any regular TV series. The NBA class may not be surprising in light of recent polls finding that basketball fans feel the league has become far too wrapped up in politics. That's the NBA. Yep. Now, the Major League Baseball. Uh, The headline is strikeout. MLB favorability among Republicans crashes 35%. And this story, again, by Warner Hudson, or Huston, this one's on the 15th of April, and here's a couple paragraphs. It says, Major League Baseball's favorability rating among Republicans has collapsed 35%, down from 47% to 12% in only a month. That's right, you heard it right. 12% of Republicans view Major League Baseball favorably. In the wake of MLB's decision to remove its all-star game from Atlanta over Georgia's new election integrity law and its increasing number of woke proclamations, Republican support for pro baseball has cratered, according to the morning consult poll. Up until uh, 2019, baseball had resisted woke politics, and its ratings were strong as the NFL and NBA began collapsing. Baseball had only one player take a knee during the national anthem until last year. In 2020, the league joined the rest of pro sports in approving protests against the country during the anthem. Now, with Woke Baseball warning that they plan to start punishing red states for daring to pass laws that oppose left-wing agendas, baseball's once-robust support has evaporated. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. You go Woke, you go Broke. All right, finally, uh, I bring you uh, from Woke and Broke to Woke in Rome. That's right. I uh, <laughs> take you over to Rome, to the Vatican. You're not going to believe this one. The uh, Headline is pro abort Chelsea Clinton to address Vatican conference on health. That's right. You heard the headline right. Pro abort Chelsea Clinton to address Vatican conference on health. This by Thomas Williams, PhD, April 16 in Breitbart, or, or excuse me, in uh, Fox News. No, it's Breitbart. And it, and here it is, Rome. It says the Vatican's Pontifical Council for Culture will host Chelsea Clinton, Anthony Fauci, and Deepak Chopra, among others, for a May conference on the interplay of mind, body, and soul in health care. Now we're talking about the Vatican. The Vatican. Right? They're also, by the way, at this same conference, hosting the CEOs of Moderna and Pfizer. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you can't make this stuff up. Uh, I mean, they, they got Dr. Oz there. I mean, this is the Vatican. The Vatican. Chelsea Clinton, Anthony Fauci, Deepak Chopra. Unbelievable. This is called the woke church, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, the influence of the Vatican that uh, they are uh, bringing together uh, the world's leading physicians and scientists and leaders of faith, ethics, patient advocates, policymakers, philanthropists, and influencers to engage in a powerful conversation on the latest breakthroughs in medicine, health, care delivery, and prevention. The website, conference website says. Wow. Wow. Uh, amazing. Now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm going to be back in just a moment with our final two segments, which are Flying Pyramids and Taking It to the Streets. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be right back. All right, here we go. The last two segments of VU-97, and that is Flying Pyramids and Taking It to the Streets. All right, folks. So uh, I've been talking to you about the fact that the UFO reveal is on its way. And uh, I've I've mentioned this several times on The Voice of One. And slowly but surely, slowly but surely, uh, this whole Viet uh, UFO thing is moving off of the uh, some YouTube channel, some UFO channel on to the mainstream, on to mainstream news, and on to mainstream sources. So sure enough, we have our latest incident of this, and that is a flying pyramid. <laughs> I don't know if you already saw this, but here is from American Military News. Now this was Carried by Fox, ABC, NBC, CNN, everybody. But I'm bringing it to you from AmericanMilitaryNews.com. And here is the headline. Pentagon Confirms Video of Pyramid UFO Stalking U.S. Warship is Real. Now, here's a story by Ryan Morgan on the 16th of April. A couple paragraphs. It says this. On Thursday the Pentagon confirmed the authenticity of a recent viral footage showing pyramid-shaped unidentified flying objects that stalked the Arleigh Burke-class guided missile destroyer USS Russell off the coast of California in July 2019. Quote, I can confirm that the reference photos and videos were taken by Navy personnel. in quote. Pentagon spokeswoman Susan Goh told Fox News. She went on to say that their uh, task force on these things uh, is continuing to look into it. Now, uh, uh, a UFO researcher named Jeremy Corbell told Fox News, quote, this is explosive information. This is probably the best UFO military film footage, certainly, that I have ever seen, but I also think that the world has ever seen. Whoever is operating these technologies are far more advanced than anything we have in the U.S. arsenal, and that should be a warning sign. We need to find out the intent of the operators of these vehicles, end quote. All right, so uh, there it is, ladies and gentlemen, a pyramid-shaped UFO filmed by actual Navy personnel as it stalked a guided missile destroyer off the coast of California, and it's been confirmed by the Pentagon. I'm telling you, it's slowly but surely coming out, slowly but surely. And we'll talk more about this someday, about the whole agenda behind it, why this would be the case, and the timing behind it. So, uh, that is the Flying Pyramid. Now, finally, taking it to the streets. Taking it to the streets. Now, uh, as I'm uh, recording this, the jury has the case in the Derek Chauvin trial of the death of George Floyd. The closing arguments were today by both the prosecution and the defense, and then the judge read the instructions to the jury and has sent them uh, to begin their deliberations. It'll be interesting to see how long it was quite a long case and lots of testimony. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, this is a uh, a jury that is uh, almost all uh, people of color, and. Uh, it might be interesting to see how long it takes this jury to come to its decisions, its conclusions. Now, um, meanwhile, <laughs> we have uh, a inflammatory comment being made by Maxine Waters. Now, it's not unusual for Maxine Waters to make an inflammatory comment. But uh, this is uh, probably one of the more ill-advised she, that she's ever made. Now she's actually w- actually flew in from California. She's a California congresswoman. She flies into the Minneapolis, Minnesota uh, area uh, to this uh, area called Brooklyn Center, where yet another uh, uh, black young man was uh, life was taken in a police-related shooting. So she shows up. Uh, to join demonstrators on Saturday outside of the police station in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota. And uh, she was telling people they are going to need to take to the streets unless Derek Chauvin is convicted of murder for the death of George Floyd. Now, here's exactly what she said. And I would, by the way, I would play the audio, but she was in a crowd. There's a lot of background noise. She's wearing a mask. I think she's wearing a shield, too. And it's just not very articulate. But here's what she said. She said, we're looking for a guilty verdict. And we're looking to see if all the talk that took place and has been taking place after they saw what happened to George Floyd, if nothing does not happen, then we know that we've got not only to stay in the street, but we've got to fight for justice. Now, uh, she uh, said that she was, uh, is, uh, that a conviction on manslaughter would not be enough, that there has to be a conviction on first-degree murder, she said. So, um, anyway, she, she, uh, she laid it out there. And now she has come under withering criticism from, uh, certainly from Republicans And from, I think, some local media. But here's the fact. The left will stoke the flames of division and chaos for their own political purposes. Whatever the outcome of the Chauvin trial is, if Chauvin is convicted on all counts in just 10 minutes, if we have a verdict by tonight that he's guilty of everything, the left will still find a reason. To find to to create discord and chaos in some over something and division and distrust are are in their arsenal because they help their political agenda. But ladies and gentlemen, Maxine Waters herself may have given Derek Chauvin his best out, his best chance to dodge a conviction by this particular jury. And the judge in the trial said so. Now, I just want you to listen to just a moment of what this judge in the courtroom in Minneapolis, after he had instructed the jury, after the jury had left and started deliberations, and he's talking to the defense and the prosecution who are still in the room, and the defense has brought up these comments by Maxine Waters and says that uh, a non-sequestered jury has no doubt been swayed to some extent by these comments by Maxine Waters. And so the defense is laying the the predicate for their appeal. Okay, now listen to what the judge uh, had to say in response to this. Well, I'll give you that Congresswoman Waters may have given you something on appeal that may result in this whole trial being overturned. Wow. I mean, the judge from the bench says on the record that the comments made by Maxine Waters could well end up overturning this entire trial. And in another moment, just a couple minutes later, he called her comments abhorrent. Wow. 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 So, folks, uh, brace yourselves. Brace yourselves. Pray for the Lord's intervention on our country through the people who love the Lord, who value America, who value life, who value the Judeo-Christian principles upon which this country was founded, and by which it became the greatest exporter of freedom and prosperity that the world has ever known. Give it a prayer. All right, folks, thanks so much for uh, tuning in to VU 97, and we'll check you back on Wednesday. God bless you guys.